What is going on, everybody? Hello, welcome to the Fitment Industries podcast. This is the first ever Fitment Industries podcast. Yes. We don't even have a name for it yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, maybe you guys can help us out and help us find it. Um, today, this is our very first episode of the Fitment Industries podcast, and we are sitting down with with none other than Anthony, a.k.a. Halcyon. Woo! Uh, pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be the first one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I mean, it's it's definitely something that we've wanted to do. You happen to be in-house this week, so it yeah. just seemed like the right time to, to get it going. I'm also here. Hi. Dakota. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Your driver-to-driver -driver host. Driver-to-driver. Driver! All right, and this is my kind of first time being on camera in a while so if i'm reading a little bit off my script uh just just deal with it it's cut podcast some freaking slack cut me right? some slack so thank you Sheesh. anthony again so much for joining us it's super super cool to have you here um to get started we want to explain to you guys what this is so the fitment industries podcast is going to be a place for us to talk about all things car and things car enthusiast related from industry insights to top trending topics uh and anything industry events we're going to cover it all uh, remember all your wheels, tires, and suspension at fitmentindustries.com. And if you're listening to this in the month of March, we have an ESR giveaway going on with ESR Forged. We have plenty of uh, we have partnered with them to give them. A, we have partnered with them to give away a free set of ESR Forged multi-piece wheels. We have developed three-piece wheel, uh, three pieces. Ah, Jesus. We have developed three, piece three pieces of apparel to go along with the giveaway. You can check out all the details at fitmentindustries.com. Let's go, baby. Intro. <laughs> All right. So, Anthony. Uh, hey. Also, co-hosting this with me is going to be Dakota, as Hi. you guys all know from Fitment Industries. He's here. That's me. So, yeah, I forgot to introduce you. I'm, I'm That's sorry. That's okay. I'm a forgotten child. I'm rude is the problem. Mm -hmm. Sorry. It's the first one. You get, get, yeah. get all, the, all the kicks out. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's shaking off the rust a little yeah. bit. Um, so, Anthony, uh, we're here to talk to you today. And uh, first, basically, our first question, just diving into it right away, is how did you get into the car scene? All right, so here we go. Uh, I mean, when I first got my license, when I was 17, I had zero interest, and I don't know what it was. I guess maybe, like, I saw one day just, a, a, like, a car like mine just with some, like, wheels or something. So I, I'm pretty sure I went on eBay, and I typed in, like, Dodge Neon Wheels. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I ended up with some uh, really ricey Kawas. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. But, uh, I mean, when, when you're like that, you know, the world doesn't matter to you. You know, you think you're, like cool i feel like everyone um, kind of starts from a similar spot yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at racing like, their cars so not really into the community not on the forums or anything my like my space was the social network then so there wasn't really like a car space thing yeah no facebook no instagram it was all forum based uh but then just kind of like hmm, I, I guess going to my first forum was like the uh, two gen neon forum and then i found a local forum for um my area which was nj tuners Okay. which was huge. Um, so, you know, I kind of got all my ricey stage out on that first car. Like yes. I, did, yeah, I did the Altezza taillights, smoked headlights. Like, Oh, yeah. It was a bad time. <laughs> it, but it wasn't until I got my second Neon, which was the one we talked about, mm -hmm. uh, that I actually learned how to do things appropriately to, you know, cars. And uh, so uh, what really accelerated it, though, was uh, – Every Thursday night, we would have this meet in Edgewater, which was across the river from Manhattan. And it was like a humongous shopping center parking lot. And it would just be like a straight up takeover. That's awesome. Not, not like how it is nowadays where you got dudes blocking off intersections and doing donuts. Burns, right, but right. like a really respectful time, like thousand cars, New York skyline in the background. And, that, and to be like someone who isn't like super involved in the scene, to me, that was like. Like, it might as well have been Fast and the Furious. Right. You know? Right. Sure. We all have that moment. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, wow, like, I want to know everything about this community. So yeah. That's really what started it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can definitely relate to something, some things like that being down in Milwaukee. I mean, there was always the strip that everybody cruised, but then at one point in time, you know, we'd all meet up at one specific spot and then we'd go to another spot and that's where the cars would get lined up down the road and then drag races would mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. And that's cops funny. would show up and craziness would ensue. And yeah, it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was a yeah. good time. I, that, Go ahead. Sorry. I, I honestly don't know. Like, have car meets, like, simmered down since, like, 
Instagram For sure. and Facebook because like now that you saying that really triggered a memory of mine and how I got into the car scene as well as going to those meets not shows or anything like that but yeah. those really respectful everyone meets up down in Milwaukee to uh, Madison and there'd be these big meets and they're just super cool meeting everybody and hanging out and I feel like I, you just don't see that as much anymore yeah I think the problem is because you can get your fill like just you see them all on, on the internet phone. yeah yeah and that's a, that's a yeah. fair point. That's definitely a fair point. I miss point. those meets now. Yeah, they're all sad. And, yeah, and the thing was in the area, like Thursdays would be the big one, but you would have like your one on at Dunkin' Donuts on Tuesdays. Yeah. Like all like you could literally seven days a week find somewhere to go, and it's definitely not like that anymore. Yeah, there's definitely like still a few around, but like you said, it's not what it used to be. Uh, so you you were talking about it um, about it. You guys had the like the New York City skyline as like a mm-hmm. backdrop for this yeah. these kind of events now. Uh, something like that. I mean, for me, I'm immediately thinking about like, man, that's a picture perfect scene. So that leads me into my question is uh, how did you get into photography? Was it something that happened before cars or for after? Sure. Uh, so way before cars, uh, there was a site called live journal and it was kind of, it was even before MySpace cause I'm 31. So I'm a little like older than the average internet car scene. Same for the most part. Yeah, yeah exactly. Old. So um, basically, it was like a, a daily blog type thing, mm-hmm. uh, and you could like follow people, follow communities, and all that. And I just like I would like be scrolling on there, and like people would be like posting where they're traveling and all that. You know, it's like straight up just like right. Instagram nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, I, you feel influenced by that. So like, I got like a cheap camera, and I just like took pictures of whatever, and then uh, you know, got myself something like nicer. It still wasn't like an SLR or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, I would go down the meets and like take pictures, and then like. There's just something nice about like taking pictures of cars and editing. Yes, that it's very gratifying. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Because before that was just like you know landscape and flowers and my dog. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just like messing around the camera, but like no zero like interest in like pursuing it as or thinking it was a job. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That I mean that's I I feel like that's where a lot of us start. We just started start tinkering around with stuff, and then before you know it, it becomes a passion, and then yeah. Like for the three of us, it's basically turned into a career. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. When I started, uh, it was just taking cell phone pictures of my car mm-hmm. on my really, really crappy phone. And But I just enjoyed doing it for whatever reason. And then I decided, you know what? I like doing this. I'm just going to get a camera, like you said, for fun. Like mm-hmm. take some photos. I remember going to ShopGo, picking up a Nikon D3100 with a kit lens. And uh, then I joined a digital photography class in my high school where I kind of like learned the fundamentals but it was also during my senior year in the last quarter, so I didn't give a fuck about it because <laughs> yeah. uh, I had all my credits to graduate. So I ended up getting a D minus in the class. That's all right. Um, yeah, just to end up being my career, which is kind of insane. But I've met so many people because of photography. Because when you take photos at car shows, you're obviously interacting with those people, and they get to yeah. know you and they talk to you. So like, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, that's super cool. See, and that's also another thing that I can relate to. I was in a film class my senior year. It was my second uh, second run through the film class, like so I'd already been through it once before, but it was high school. Didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So I, it ended up getting to the point where I got kicked out of that class, not because I did anything <laughs> wrong, just because mm-hmm. I was just too obnoxious and had tried to have fun all the time. <laughs> but, oh, I mean, yeah, it man. happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so... With photography and cars and everything, that sort of, you know, it, it, photography started at a younger age for you, then that led into cars. I mean, it's the same thing with me. I was into skateboarding, oh, up, skateboarding. up until I was yeah, about 16, 17, well. yeah. And then once cars mm-hmm. became a thing for us, that it that became old yeah, news, now, sort of. Now that you do say it, like, uh, at the same time, like, I had my other, like, group of friends that were, like, all skateboarding-based, mm-hmm. uh, so... I mean, when it comes to video, like, I guess that's where I got the ideas from. Yeah, right. right. So, because we'd be, like, filming our, like, skate parts Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, and just watching, um, was it Girl Skateboards? I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, right? Yes, yeah, right. Like, that was my favorite (laughs) video of all time. Uh, Uh, And that inspired me a lot. Mine's fully flared. Okay. So, that, yeah, that, that one's a super good one. Um, so how has all this just photography, passion for cars, how has that led you to where you are today? (laughs) <laughs> that's a long story. It, yeah, <laughs> I that's a big um, question. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah, big old boy. Yeah, I mean, I it's just it, it's definitely not something that was ever an overnight decision, right? Or you know, the whole like Rome was built in a day. Um, it's a very gradual process. It was a, a thing of just like seeing better examples of what I thought was cool, mm-hmm. or like just uh, I always thought like advertise. I was always into advertising. 
I okay. never wanted to pursue it as a job. I always thought, like, because it's like you see a billboard, you see a Toyota Corolla on it, and you're mm-hmm. like, that looks good. It's like they made a Toyota Corolla, like, look good. Right. You know? That's and interesting. I, I, I like yeah, your I think thought that's process. Cool. It's like, you know, the same thing with the Dodge Dart ad, like, that we watched the other day. Yeah. You know, it's not this crazy, like, sound design and crazy chase shots and all that, but, like, it made the Dodge Dart, like, seem like a fun little right. car to have. Right. And the idea of that was, like, uh, it was how can I translate that? into like taking pictures of my friends cars mm-hmm. and you know at that time it was like just friends you know i wasn't yeah, like yep. reaching out or traveling or anything like that right that that all sort of comes with the territory as you mm-hmm. grow yeah so i was working at starbucks while i was in college i was going to school for business management and i was at starbucks for a long time i was there for like four years at that point um wow. so i was an assistant manager i got like promoted to assistant manager eventually so i had like a full salary before i graduated college so my idea was to drop out, not like I ended up ultimately dropping out of college altogether, mm-hmm. but the idea was just take a semester off and just see if that Starbucks like management thing was a thing for me and work on photography while I was doing that. Sure. And then, uh, so I think I had told you this early, like already, just like in our conversations, uh, I had taken a Saturday off for first class fitment mm-hmm. by Canopy at the show yep. in Princeton Airport. Uh, it was a Saturday. And I put that in, like, months in advance. And then the night before, like, two people called out. And you're the assistant manager, so, like, you got to, like, fix it. You know, it's not up to the regular employees and the store manager. It's more of, like, a man- like real logistics management, not so much, like, on the floor management. Yep. So I had to go in. And it was just that day I was like, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm not working for anyone ever. Right. Like, unless it's, like, me and my, my friends, like, running a business. But, um. I have to figure out what I can do to, like, make that happen. Okay. And, like, the only thing I was good at was photography. Or the only thing I felt, like, a, a right. real emotion for. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing that really you went to work and did and came yeah. home and you were felt satisfied mm-hmm. with it. I, get, I totally get that. I mean, I, I having the job, like, working here, it, it, it's kind of weird thinking back on jobs that we used to have before this. Right, and, yeah. You know, the experiences that we've had, the people that we've known, and I'm grateful for every single bit of it, but at the same time, I don't think I would give this up to go back to that. Oh, like, I'm, like when I walked in here the first day, I, you could, like, feel the energy radiating off everybody. Right. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, this is a super cool place to be in, and like I said, again, we're super glad that you were mm-hmm. able to come out and Definitely. do this yeah, with it's us. Cool. It's really cool being here. So, so I stepped down from that assistant manager position, and I didn't enroll back in school. I was like, you know what, like... I had made, like, a decent amount of money. It's like, you know, let me just ride out, like, working part-time and shooting more. So, eventually, I ended up getting hired by a wheel company who was local, and that's where I met Chris Sempeck from Kansai. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, now my full-time job was photo and video for that wheel company and doing, like, sales marketing a little bit on the side. So, that was cool to see how the back end of the industry works mm-hmm. from, like, a distributor standpoint yeah, and right. working with that. But, uh, ultimately, that fell out. And I still wasn't totally ready to go full-time into photo and video because I was still doing, like, you know, $50 shoots or, mm-hmm. uh, like, a bar mitzvah or a wedding here. Because when <laughs> yeah. you're starting, you take anything you can get, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got so I got a job table. at a bank, which was, a, like, anyone that's trying to pursue something, like, I highly recommend working at a bank because the, the hours are, like, 9 to 5. It's like having a corporate job. Uh, they're closed on Sunday all the time, like, every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get all these, like, stupid holidays off like president's day like all that um so it was a great job to have for that and then through the year of working at the bank you know it was like another wedding here a car shoot here for a little more money you know start you start instead of shooting local cars for 50 dollars, you do like with a a business you know like maybe a local shop or something that that's a little more lucrative right um so and that that's when i also started getting involved with uh tune revolution Okay. And there was a weekend where uh, they were doing their first show out out, out, out of state because they had always been in Philadelphia. So their first one was in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got that weekend off. And then the same thing happened again where, like, during the week, they're like, hey, we need you to work that Saturday. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no problem, like, whatever. And then the next day I was like, you know what? Uh, I was reading Gary Vee's book, um, Crush It. Okay. So um, I was just, like, super, like – feeling like you know just fuck it just yeah like yeah, following yeah. Passion. Mm-hmm. so like literally at the end of the day i was like all right i'm heading now and then uh they're like all right see you tomorrow i was, I was like so about that and i just quit like on the spot right damn there. i just fuck it 
Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I, had to I feel kind of bad, but at the same time, like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta roll with the punches sometimes. Sometimes yeah, you, you gotta, gotta be. You gotta do best for yourself. Like, even <laughs> yeah. though it left them short staff for a little bit, probably like. I'm sure they're okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. They, they bounced back. Mm-hmm. They didn't exactly. go out of business. Yeah, yeah. So no, you're fine. <laughs> PNC. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then that that was just like you know you throwing all your eggs in the basket like this is do or die right now, and since then I've been fully freelance. Cool. That's that, super cool. That's crazy. So, so one question I have for you is. You really like the advertisement portion of it and mm. all that. Um, what was it specifically about cars? Like, why didn't you just go into regular commercials right, and right. stuff like that? Uh, I'm kind of an introvert mm-hmm. a little bit. So, like, working with subjects that don't talk to me was, like, great. I feel that <laughs> completely. Because, like, in my career, too, like, I wouldn't even take weddings. The money was good. That, like, oh, yeah. That's where you make money. Oh, dude. Yeah. And um, I, I couldn't do it even like shooting my friend's wedding like i was like i'll try it like you said i it's weird i like talking to people but cars just something about cars they already look good it's easy to make them look better you know so i think it's when you find the right car in the right place at the right time like uh, there's just like a beauty in it that's like hard to explain yeah definitely i agree i agree very cool so, did you start off with photography then and work into video, or were you doing oh, both yeah, at the okay. same time? Uh, yeah, so, like, the focus was photo, and, yeah. but I had a Nikon D90, which was the first digital SLR to do video. Okay. And that's when I met my friend Anthony Burgos, and it's the first video on my channel back in, like, literally 2009. But th- that was still at the point before I even had thought about making this a job. Okay. Yeah. But, um... Photo was still dominant for sure, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just like video is cool because it's like oh now I get to take like my music taste and apply it to yes. this, which was yes. fun. And like back then it was like stuff like August Burns Red and oh, like stuff yeah. that does not fit for car. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Chelsea Grin stuff yes, like that. Yes. I feel we all have that want to use songs that don't fit just on <laughs> yeah. purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, over the years it's been very video based just because the way the internet is trending towards video. Do you have a preference? I love doing photo more. Really. Yeah. I never would have guessed that in a million years just because of your work. Uh, not saying your photos are better or anything like that, but like just you produce such amazing video. I would have thought that you were going like all direction towards video. That That's really cool to see. I'm the same way. I uh, start off with photo and that was my like main passion. I did video, but that was with my neighbors and stuff making dumb ass videos like, you know, just stupid skits and stuff like that. And I, I love the editing process, but to get all the gear for video just wasn't obtainable at that time because the video was so much more expensive where photos, you can just go take photos. You get the camera, you take photos, you don't need stabilizers and crazy editing software and stuff like that. So I've always been very photo driven as well, but now getting the opportunity to work at Fitment and getting to expand video has been amazing. And I've found a new love for that and it's kind of almost like re-inspired me and it's so cool to be learning so much more mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i'm in a great environment to keep learning yeah oh, yeah and i'm like not to completely echo everything that you guys have both already said but i mean it's the same way for me I started off as photography mostly mm-hmm. because video the option to do video while it was there with the camera there was all the other supporting stuff that it was like well i like i'm mm-hmm. i'm not gonna go out and do what i think i could do without the right tools kind of thing. Yeah. So I just go out and take photos instead. And it was, you know, sunsets, animals, yes. mm-hmm. uh, real close up objects and stuff like that. A- astrophotography. I got into all that. Astrophotography is wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's one of my favorite things is just going out to somewhere dark and taking a picture of the night sky and seeing mm-hmm. what you get. Um, but it, it eventually turned into, I mean, my first video camera was a, was a 1080p Sony Handycam that yeah. I like threw a little twist on fake fisheye mm-hmm. lens and went and filmed <laughs> a skate video at the local skate park. And, that's kind of what led me more into video. But I mean, I didn't really start doing video heavily outside of like just film shorts and stuff until like maybe two years ago, it was all photography up until then. Like other other than that, my video experience was just on like short films. So, and I mean, it's cool that we all sort of have that in common where it all started off in the same place. So, I mean, you were into skateboarding too, were you not? Yeah, yeah I was back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I was back in the day. <laughs> See, there you go. So little, it's like a little it, bit smaller. We, I, I feel like, yeah, we all kind of come from the same 
the same same same, same but different. different yeah same same yeah. but different and, and chances are someone listening to this is doing photography with cars um so i guess i would suggest you know venture out try video mm-hmm. see where it takes you i mean yeah like by no means does it need to be good it yeah it just matters that you're doing it. no i'm sure everyone's first video sucks and is bad if you watched mine it's whole most embarrassing i could show you guys some fucking trash you guys want to see some horrible videos I, I'm not even going to get into it. It's just going to get embarrassing at that point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you had mentioned when we brought up uh, cars before that um, like the first kind of car you got into was a neon. Was mm-hmm. that always sort of like the car you were passionate about, sort of the car that you wanted, you had your eye on at that age, or was it sort of? I mean, I just, it was just like it was it, well, like my very, very first car when I was like 16 to 17, my parents bought for me, mm-hmm. which was the neon. Okay. But, um, and then after that, it got totaled. Um, I had the choice to like, you know, I had money to like make buy my own car, but it was just like, oh, the neons like they're quirky, they're like bubbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just something bad. I was like, let me get another one. But like, I mean, and nowadays, like going into the stage of rebuilding the car, it was like, okay, am I going to make the conscious to- choice to dump all the money into this to make it like a everything touched mm-hmm. kind of show right. street car, or am I going to take that? I could buy a new car, finance a new car that's you know, quick from the factory. Like I would love an RS three. Oh yeah. Ooh. Or should Ooh. I get something like a two forty or an FD? Cause I love Japanese cars and right. make that into something like personalized. That's my taste, but I've just had that chassis for so long and they do not get modified to where, like what I see in my head that I just okay. need to like execute it for myself. That's fair. That's, that's definitely a, a, a fair thing. I guess. I mean, like I'm, 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 doing shit to a Honda fit. Yeah. People are like, why are you doing that? I'm like, it's, it's up here. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool that it, it sort of just stemmed from that one, that one car. And yeah, like if it wasn't for this. the community that I initially met, like I, pr- I, there's I, no doubt in my mind, I'd just be like working like a business management job. Okay. It's crazy. For sure. So, so crazy. crazy. I mean, if, okay. So I, I, not to s- s- quick shift on topics here. I know we're coming up on a break in a minute. Um, if you had any like quick bit of advice that you would give somebody who's walking in the same mm-hmm. footsteps that we all have, what would you, what would you say? I think the biggest thing I see right now is people with no experience buying the equipment they need, mm-hmm. but then getting discouraged because no one wants to pay. Right. So I see somebody post like, Oh, these car owners are so cheap. And it's like, you have to, you have to remind yourself that at least for a person, not like a business photo and video marketing is almost essential. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. not every business needs it, but like if just about though, yeah, just about, but for an individual to need photos and videos of their car, like to pay that, like they have to be in a decent financial position to say, okay, I'm going to spend a couple hundred bucks to, to have photos of my car. Yeah. yeah and most people, people, if you know, if you're in the car scene, you're usually not too financially stable. stable. Right. <laughs> so it's like you need, your service is a luxury item. It's not shelter. It's not food. It's not water. Right. It's luxury. So, I would like invest in the equipment. Don't put yourself in debt for it and use these cars owned by the people like local to you to practice, to approach businesses. So like, I'll still shoot cars for free. Like Mm -hmm. I don't expect money from like a car owner because I'm going to try something personally new for myself that I can later execute on a job. Yeah. That makes sense to try and advance Mm -hmm. yourself. I mean, I've, spend every like every day trying to learn something new mm-hmm. or trying to master something that i already know yeah it's like buying a suction cup and trying something with like suction cup shots or right just watching like car ads like we did the other day or mm-hmm. watching motor trend and it's like oh that's i really like how they do like a 180 shot like mm-hmm. where the car flies out of frame and then flies into frame mm-hmm. and it's like you need to spend your time you need to like consider your time like that as a college course it's like your first year like learn some basics second year you know, every year just keep advancing and then right. you can start approaching businesses and ask for, you know, 500 bucks. And then eventually it's a grand for a project. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's like, you're making a grand a day to shoot. Okay. You know, it, like it's by no means like it's taken a year to get from point A to point B. It's been right. like, yeah, it's a, you, I've been fully freelance for five years now. So it's like taking okay. that period of time to do that. That's still really cool though. Like just to the, the build up and all the work that you had to do to get to that point where you're able to just mm. shed the normal life and do what you wanted to do. And it's, it's cool. Cause it's, we all kind of want to be able to do what we want to do. And it, I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking, speaking on like not charging, charging for shoots and stuff. stuff um, 
just the connections you make. Like I was saying earlier, like the people you make. Um, I shot for free for a long time, and I even got hit up by a kid. He's like, hey, I'm hosting a car show. You know, would you shoot it? Would you be willing to come up and shoot it? And I'm like, yeah, 100%. Like, a bunch of dope cars there. It's in the Dells. Hell yeah, I'll come up. Um, that guy's now the vice president of the company I work for and reached out to me to work here. So it's so crazy where it can lead you. Um, don't think, you know, because they're not paying you, they're not respecting you. You just don't know where people are at that time. And if they like your work enough to reach out to you, and maybe if you like what they have, it like you said, it's worth getting the practice and skill in because just meeting people around the community, if this is something you want to get into, you need those connections and you need that person-to-person interaction, getting to know people to really push forward in the community. Yeah, timing and relationships. Yeah. On that I same mean, note, uh, BMW Manhattan, who I've, been, I've worked on two projects with this year, mm-hmm. I hit them up last year uh, saying, hey, did you guys get the new uh, 8 Series in? I would love to shoot it, like no charge. And it's a dealership in Manhattan. Like mm-hmm. They make money. Right. You know. But I was like, I just want that for my portfolio. Yes. And then – we didn't even end up doing those photos. We he we he like straight up hired me for a project, totally unrelated to that. And now we've already done two projects this year, just yeah. out of, just out of an Instagram DM. It's nuts. It's nuts. He's got to go for it. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. That's super cool. All right. Well, are we gonna take this break here? Yeah, we're gonna take a break. You get uh, some water, guys. Get some yes. water, and then we'll be back up. To, we'll be back to answer a couple more questions and wrap up. Cool. are here to continue the rest of this podcast with uh anthony aka halcyon and mr dakota howdy the uh wild and true host of driver to driver (laughs) (laughs) um okay so next up for the uh this segment of the podcast we um before we continue on with any questions because the last question is kind of a repeat of some of what we talked about already Mm -hmm. um but we have the wheel of the week that we're going to go over and talk about what we like. So this week we have the Kansai KMP. This is the bronze five-spoke wheel to the left of Alex's head in every one of the videos, or used to be, that everybody asks about. The Patrick Star Wheel. <laughs> yes, the Patrick Star Wheel. Um, now, Anthony, you had mentioned that you're you're pretty good friends with Chris Sempak, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the owner of Kansai. Mm-hmm. Um, so is do you have... Like I know you did the photo shoot with the yellow RX-7 right. that had those on, that had the that was a dope video. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the, dude, you're passing uh, your streetlight right. passing over like the hands yeah, yeah. and everything. That was like that mind blowing. I was like, Funny that's enough. how he does that. Funny enough, we left the e-brake up in that shot, <laughs> oh. but no one noticed. <laughs> I didn't notice yeah. <laughs> until I said something. I yeah, I I until just now did not know at all. Should um, be telling people that. <laughs> do, you, fine. do you have any like insight as to like? where chris was like going when he came out with these wheels like any because like i mean this to me that's it's a really really cool wheel i really like five spoke wheels like i'm like a five spoke wheel or like Mm -hmm. like a 10 or 11 spoke wheel kind of guy like either a lot or just the five well like for him his story is like you know just like anyone who's trying to come up on their on their passion because for Mm -hmm. him it's 3d design engineering okay uh so we worked at this wheel company um and we literally shared a desk, like a plastic folding desk from Walmart. Oh, my God. As our desk, yeah. <laughs> uh, and his job was to design wheels and also photo marketing. Um, but, like, all day he would be like he, – he was trying to – they were more of, like, a luxury sport market. Mm-hmm. So, think, like, 20-inch up. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, Porsche, Fitment, uh dodge charger fitment stuff okay. like that um, yep. so and like the wheels were not tuner style so he really wanted to bring a tuner style market to that company mm-hmm. and like between me and him like we had the know-how know-how of how to do it sure and it just never happened then we we both ended up quitting around like the same within the same two weeks Damn, and I, fe- I felt bad for him because he had come up from virginia uh and he was working at fortunato before that Okay. Doing stuff with them, okay. which was a great place to work. Great right. people there. Yeah. 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 Everybody um, that we've met through Fortunato, especially with SEMA, they've all been super nice. Really, yeah. Very really cool, cool people. people. Yeah. 
and for him to come up to move to New York, like one of the most expensive cities in the world, mm-hmm. to really ultimately not be able to execute what he wanted was kind of disappointing. Yeah, uh, but it's tough. sitting next to him, he would like show me all these designs he had, like the whole Kansei thing. Like he had that all mapped out. Damn, he didn't. He just didn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Really, like he had designs, he had marketing packets, like color schemes, text. Wow, like he had the <laughs> whole thing like in his head and mapped out like already yeah so That's um wild yeah shortly after we both quit he's like i'm moving to california he's like there's only one way i'm gonna do it uh and then he got that job with there might have been something in between moving to california and getting the job with raceline mm-hmm. but when he got that job at raceline he really enjoyed that job he like designed truck wheels and things of that nature and okay. he he like really enjoyed the market right but um he he also wanted to do his you know what his vision he yeah, had for his, so long his passion for yeah teams. and they had the infrastructure to do it and he had the market knowledge of how to execute it right so that's his like complete brand and the infrastructure is held by uh by the parent company okay that's that's mm-hmm. really cool mm-hmm. I mean I I had no idea any mm-hmm. of that and the fact that he had it all. You know, just in his head, ready to go for the day that yeah, it, it he's could smart. happen. He's like, really smart. Yeah, that's super like, awesome. And for him, he saw a gap in the market when it came to drift car, like, fitment, I guess you could call it. Sure. Or, like, wheel specs for 240s, FD, like, Japanese coupes, yep, yep. Japanese four-door. Okay. Uh, so he did a lot of market research on where he would really make that happen. Okay. Because the thing was, at the other company, it was all three-piece. Right. There, there was like Forge monoblock, but no one bought those. And the thing was, three piece wheels, even though they're way more expensive, the profit margin is yeah. much smaller. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. that. Yep. Like they might be a grand or fifteen hundred a wheel, but the there's no profit margin. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to cast wheels, it's like you get those made in bulk. You get materials cheaper. You get labor cheaper. Right. So yeah, that's that's true. That is true. I mean, I don't. I can't tell you how many times that people contact us for three piece wheels and. We actually have to get them a quote because it's like a, it's custom made. Yeah, like yeah. it has to be made for you because they don't just have a warehouse of these sitting around. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people get that. But yeah, it definitely makes sense that you know with the cost of the wheel, your profit margins go way way down. Um, again, you have to charge as much as they're charging for those wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely interesting. Now we did talk about your first car a little bit. Right. 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 Dakota. Oh, God. Episode one of the no. podcast. We're going to talk about your first car. My first yeah. car. What was it? I know, I know this is Anthony's episode, but I think we got no, to right. after driver to driver to, earlier today. It'd be uh, only fair to discuss your first oh, vehicle. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. I was getting into that today. All right. So technically, it was an old V6 Camaro. Oh, boy. That my uh, my dad's buddy repainted. So it actually like looked nice, and it wasn't like rusty or anything. Get this. It was uh, a manual. And I was 15 and a half, so I had my learner's permit. And uh, I was like, I don't want to learn manual. I wasn't, a, I wasn't like, fully a car guy at this point. I was uh. like, I don't want to take the time. I just, I don't want it. I, I can't do it. Um, I don't want to drive this thing in winter, which that, that was a more valid reason. Uh, V6 Camaro in winter. Yeah, that's Not good around here. Um, and my dad, too, he's like, yeah, this thing's not practical at all. Uh, so we sold that car, used that money to get a PT Cruiser, and that was my first car. <laughs> the joy I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it wasn't even the cool one. It wasn't the PT GT yeah, with the yeah. SRT motor, and it was uh, just a limited edition. I think it was PT Cruiser. Mm. Uh, I ripped out the back seats, and I put in four 12-inch Type oh, R subwoofers. Oh, my gosh. It had underglow. It had eight different LED strips on the interior that like wow. pulse to the music. This is the guy that roasts all your cars. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. And then I had uh, tinted headlight covers, tinted taillight covers. Mm. Uh, I put in HID headlights in the projector housing, so I was blinding. Like I would drive the car, and people would just flash their brights at me mm. constantly. Yeah, and oh yeah, it's stick on hood scoop from AutoZone. That oh wow, you're really I didn't measure really taking this to a different. I level. literally just stuck it on. It was definitely <laughs> offsetter. Yeah, hundred percent. 
And then when I sold the car, I just ripped all the wiring out. Like literally ripped. I like <laughs> grabbed, ripped. Like so I'm sure that car had exposed wiring all over. And then I put the back seats in and I'm like, Well, I can't sell it with a stupid stick on hood scoop. Like I was starting to realize what I was doing anyways. Um uh, I was still an idiot, so I took a screwdriver because <laughs> I couldn't get it off and I just pried oh, it off. Man. Yeah, it was absolutely terrible. Uh, pried the hood scoop off, so there was a perfect. You could see exactly where the hood scoop was because you kept see the scrapes yeah. from where. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing. Is Instead it still, just it's still rolling around? Uh, somewhere, know? I'm sure. Somewhere? Yeah. It was someone's first car. Uh, I th- I believe a dad was buying it for his daughter. Did it have all the shit on it when you sold it? No, that's what I was saying. Like I ripped everything off. I took all the okay. covers off. It was a normal PT Cruiser at the point. I think it still had the HID headlights though. But, um, yeah. So that was. We all start somewhere, I guess, and uh, true. I'm glad I got all of it like out my racer face right. out yeah, in exactly. that car, and then I moved on to a Mustang GT after that, and that was a little more subtle and not as wild. But yeah, that's that's uh, where I started. <laughs> and then Something. into the the wagon. No, 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 no. I've owned a lot of vehicles, mm. too many. Like I would change vehicles like every six months. So I had the Mustang GT, had that for a bit. Um, and then I went to a Cobalt SS turbocharged. Wow, with, all American. Yeah, with the LNF motor. I really like my four-cylinder turbos. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Cobalt SS, we go a little JDM. I had an Evo 10 nice. that I had. I really enjoyed that car. But being 19 years old, the insurance and then the car payment and then the money I was putting in for aftermarket parts, I I couldn't afford it. Like, Well, that's what I was telling you this morning, but yeah. you didn't believe me. <laughs> No, I hear you. Well, like, it wasn't as much as you were paying for okay. the SRT4, mm, potentially. Right. Um, but just all of it combined was too much. Uh, I, I could do it, but, like, my friends would want to go out to eat, and I'm like, uh, no, I have, yeah, like, right. I have three cents. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it was like, couldn't even get the dollar menu stuff. So, And then, like, locally, it was just really toxic and stuff like that. So I ended up getting rid of the Evo because, like, I was 19 with the Evo 10. So everyone's like, your parents bought it for you. And it was all that crap. It was ridiculous. So after that, I was like, yo, I need to step back. I need to get out of the car scene a little bit. I'm spending too much money on this. I need to, like, get some priorities straight. I'm, like, 20 years old trying to be an adult now. Uh, so I bought a 2017, I think it was, Subaru Impreza, NA. NA, just the hatchback. It was slow, very slow. And um, I'm like, I'm just going to road trip with this car. Maybe take it camping, do some fun stuff like that. And... uh I ended up modding it right away. I put a Borla exhaust on it, cut the resonator out. NA. Yeah, it was, so it was so painfully loud and embarrassing to drive. My friends didn't want to drive in it because it was echoey, yeah. raspy, bad. Droning. Yeah, and I lost the most money on that car because I bought it brand new. And I sold it within three months because I hated it. I I was like, I need something that's at least fun. So then it gets real freaking weird. I bought a Chevy Duramax that I got for a, a steal. Uh, I leveled that, put some 20 by 12 wheels on there, and then a straight pipe MBRP exhaust. Kind of cool, kind of fun, but I am not a truck guy. And I had absolutely no use of a diesel. There was no reason I needed a diesel truck whatsoever. You roll coal. You weren't pulling around tractors? Over no, no, I wasn't pulling anything. I was pulling a ghost trailer. That was the only thing I was pulling. Um, so then that, that didn't last long either. That was four or five months. And then Focus ST came, which is the car I've owned the longest. I've had that for about three years now. And I've really enjoyed that platform, and it's been fun. And then, like, I've had some daily drivers in between that, so, like, F-150s and stuff, like, like beater ones. And then now I have my daily that I love, uh, 2012 Jetta Sportwagon diesel that I straight-piped and lowered. Put on. I literally just have to do something to everything I have. But, uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at now. I got the Focus ST and the Jetta Wagon. Very nice. It's been a trip. That That's is, for that sure. Is one, I, I like. I asked the yeah. question, and I was just like, "Damn!" I feel like I just opened up Pandora's <laughs> uh-huh. box. Well, I feel like I, <laughs> after that PT Cruiser, I had to say something else because I. Uh, well, I mean, you time. didn't want to leave everyone off on the the thought of the PT. Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, like it it's wasn't fair. just going from PT Cruiser to Focus ST. No, like, yeah, there was, there's a, there lot, was a of, lot in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't have cool stories like that. Like my first car was a 
91 all-wheel drive TSI. Oh, and right. I, t- Talons are sick. It was cool. It was cool as shit, and I would race it everywhere. And then I didn't check the oil <laughs> at all for three months and seized up the motor driving on the freeway. Jesus, why did you have to check? Was it spraying oil or what? Uh, it just all leaked out over all the I, – I, do you know how many times I, – I launched that car probably 100 times in the three months <laughs> that I had it. Yeah, everywhere I'd go because it was a turbo car that was all-wheel yeah. drive. I yeah. thought it was cool shit. The 428A head. Yeah, yeah, beating the hell out of it. Just fucking – Redline it, dump the clutch, and go and see yeah, what happens. Yeah. Eventually, that that caught up to me real, real quick. And then after that, it was just a series of lame cars until I got to the lame car I'm in now. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that fits kind of dope. I think it's a. I've seen some modified ones that are really cool. Yeah, I have. They can look good. Yeah, I have two. And I, I mean, I I'm not gonna not do things to it. It is slow as shit. Yeah. Um, but I'm still gonna make it look cool. Yeah. Sure. At least while I work here. I was gonna say you gotta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's fitting to the job. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we, we get into, like, the wrapping up stages of this, uh, did you have any questions for us that maybe, you know, being on the outside of Fitment Industries, questions for us that maybe, you know, we haven't thought of answering for the general public? What kind of uh, – I mean, you guys have definitely covered this in a video before, but, like, what sure. kind of common mistakes do you see people the same way uh, getting into photo and video? What kind of common mistakes can you come across or often come across when people are looking for parts for their car? Um, not taking an account offset when buying wheels, just like I need 18 by nine and a halfs, and then they just buy any wheel with any offset, not realizing that's just as important yeah. as any other dimension that you're picking out for your wheels. It's like plus 40 and hitting the coil over. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or like having a super low offset and the wheels sticking way out and they're like, you said 18 by nine and a halfs yeah. would fit. Well, you need the offset as well. Those three numbers are so important. Diameter with offset huge same with tire size tire size a lot of people don't fully understand we have some videos out on tire size so check it out if you those three numbers are very important as well you know Mm -hmm. so i i guess i do have sort of an answer and i'd like as an example of the answer so we do get questions a lot and a lot of times people will message us and they're like hey you guys don't offer wheels for this specific car Mm -hmm. you don't offer anything for this specific car on your site and they'll say something like, as an example, just like RX-7 FD or an S13-240. Yeah. And it's like, well, you got to know what year you're looking up. We, we, we don't have the option to look up by chassis code, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people ask us for. Is like, hey, what are the wheels for this chassis code mm-hmm. vehicle? And it's like, well, you know, all you got to do is look up the year, and we usually end up sending them just a link. But it's, right. it's like a common mistake that I see most often, especially dealing with some of the social media guys, that they get contacted a lot about that. And it's just know, know the year of the car you want to look up. That's of course. All. Yeah, yeah don't wrong. need the VIN or anything. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like not, you're making model. Go in the dealership. You're just that's what that's the most frustrating thing is like going to dealership for an OEM part. And it's like, what do you need my VIN well, they for? Need yeah. All the info. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a lot easier than that. Here's I the promise. Year, here's the make, the model. Just take that info. You're the dealer. You should. Well, we need to know if the VIN's a six or a two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? It's Ridiculous. Same thing. But uh, I have a question for you, Anthony. Um, to get a little more personal. Where did the name Halcyon come mm. from? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. You good? Yeah, no, I was holding back like sniffles for a yeah. second. Oh, you're good. All right, so um, uh, I didn't, when I named it, I didn't realize how much of a, how big it would turn into because essentially like I operate as Halcyon, which is like all the YouTube and mm-hmm. Instagram stuff you see, and then I kind of operate just like under my name yeah. as an LLC. Sure. And then I have LLC for Halcyon. Okay. Uh, but... I knew when I was starting something, I wanted it to be completely unrelated to photo and video and cars mm-hmm. because I, I didn't, and I didn't want it to be like first name, last name, sure. media. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the reason I didn't want it to be anything related to cars or like photo film, like in a logo or anything, because it just felt like when you go to like see a band and then you see someone wearing their t-shirt, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, you're here. We know you like the band. Sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I find it weird. I get it. Um, so there's this uh, Japanese instrumental band that goes by the name of Mono, M-O-N-O. And their music was like s- super inspiring to me. Like I started listening to them when I was 16. And it's it was, it's really unlike anything I've ever heard before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if anyone's into post-rock, like uh, Explosions in the Sky, Godspeed You, Black Emperor, uh, stuff of that nature, it's like, it's like rock with a lot of reverb delay big crescendos and then very quiet and shallow like mids and breaks okay uh but they have this song called halcyon and 
if you have 10 minutes to listen to it, like definitely listen to it because it, it'll take you for a ride. I never knew that was sure. a song. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, the definition of it is also like golden, peaceful, nostalgic days of your life. That's super yeah. cool. And I feel like in 10 years, like 15 years, we can all like go back on the videos and like be like, damn. Yeah. That was, that was good times. That's crazy. I love the story behind that. That's super cool. Um, and then the, the cat is, uh, I've just oh, always, yeah, I've always was... been into like lucky cats. Like I've okay. collected them ever since I was little and like I've tattooed one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think they're dope. Yeah. It's definitely a dope logo. Um, I was curious too, cause it seems like a lot of your merch stickers, all that kinds of stuff, very Japanese influenced. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. is there any story behind that? Uh, Japanese and Chinese, like both. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm very more influenced by cultures that have a big impact on where we are technologically. Okay. Uh, so when you think electronics and things of that nature, cars. I mean, China not so much cars, but they're responsible Japan. for almost every electronic yes, that yeah. exists and the progression of processors and right. all that so i don't know i'm very fascinated by big cities especially in asia like shanghai tokyo osaka mm-hmm. okay. beijing stuff like that yeah yeah very and, cool. and the food everything dude i love yeah. chinese food yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. need to get you some real chinese food though not like the corn that not like the strip mall chinese food you're right right yeah. some authentic stuff mm-hmm. okay but I like the strip mall chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> it's, nice uh, yeah, it's like good both. but it's not it's not chinese food like, right yeah right. Um, yeah, so um, I guess the before we start wrapping up, the final question that I would have for you, which is sort of a rewording of an old question that we asked already, mm-hmm. but if you had any advice for somebody getting into automotive or for photography sure. or videography mm-hmm. or uh, cinematography, what would that advice be? Uh, all right, so we already covered, like, you know, don't ex- expect to be getting paid, like, immediately right, or, right, or right. like, putting yourself in debt for gear. Um, I think most importantly – Another thing that's common, um, you know, see just like scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or something like that, uh, people don't work together. And that's a big thing because, like, if you take it, for example, myself and Chris, Mm -hmm. Crispy, uh, we were both local. We were both, like, coming up, doing the same thing at the same time. And don't act like there isn't enough pie for everybody. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, you know... uh, we would both be at like the same events or anything, but we never like collaborated or anything. And then, uh, I mean, since then that was like 2005, I want to say we met at week fest 2012 or 13. Okay. Uh, but we didn't really start talking until maybe like 15, 2015, mm-hmm. early 2015, something like that. Right. But now like, we've been all over the place together. Yeah. I see you guys call Evan a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, every other hiring day. each other out for jobs yeah. or just like talking, you know, life doesn't have to be about work or mm-hmm. cars or whatever. Right. Um, you know, so it's like you can grow bigger together for Definitely. sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I being on the end of it that I've been on, I mean, doing the photography before video, I was still attached to guys that were doing video. Yeah. And being to, being able to be out there and see, you know, how, you know, some, some guys would be like, no, I don't want you shooting this location with me because I don't want you having the mm-hmm. same footage as me. And it's like, but if you guys work together, they're like, they're, that's, it could be, better you know yeah exactly you could grow faster and it's not something like collaborating with other people is not something like you're collaborating with people when you when you're the guy with the camera and the other guy's got the car like that's a collaboration right there Mm -hmm. and if you got a second cameraman with you i mean i can't tell you how many times i've been shooting car shows i've been like fuck it would be great to have somebody running a second camera yeah yeah, and also stop using a gimbal for everything my nose hit the mic i don't know if (laughs) stop (laughs) using gimbal for everything like, cause the thing is like camera movement should tell a story in itself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like, so if you take, for example, take, for example, like a EDM song, mm-hmm. you know, you get your intro, you get your build up, you get your drop, you get your like break in the middle, you get your build up, you get your drop, you get your outro mm-hmm. camera movement should be like the same thing. And if you're starting off with like camera movement right off the bat of a video, mm-hmm. it leaves nothing to, leaves nothing special for later when you're trying to like really emphasize a shot. Right, right. You, know? you don't want to don't want to give anything away too soon. Yeah, and it's like camera movement can emphasize tension. So like a lot of static shots on a tripod can emphasize tension. Yeah, but like if you're just like rotating around a car from the start of a video, like it loses any opportunity to change the mood. Yeah, sure. 
I would agree with that. I mean, I try to start a lot of mm, my videos with static shots yeah. that move into camera movement. Because that's the thing. Like, people are like, what stabilizer show? I'm just like, get a tripod. Just get a fucking tripod. <laughs> that's no, Because cool. um, there's a lot of things you can do with your tripod, too, you know? Yeah, um, there is. You can put it on two legs and, like, le- if you, like, lean it like this, you can ro- tilt the head and it looks kind of like a jib. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, the tripod that we have one of our cameras for this video sitting on, I remember the legs will go out completely oh, yeah. 180 like that. Mm-hmm. And I used to take the two legs, put them out, so I had one to control, and then grab the stick underneath, and then I would try and gimbal it sort of that right. way and mm-hmm. use it for any kind of movements, jib mm-hmm. movements, panning, tilting, just anything that I could get my, a, a, an idea or a feel for. Because, I mean, like I said, I couldn't buy my first gimbal until like two years ago. And mm-hmm. when that finally happened, it was like, cool, now I can have an actual good stabilization. But I was still... I learned a lot of gimbal work just by floating around that tripod yeah. and just trying that and trying to make that as steady as I possibly could. I mean, I worked with what I had and mm. I still ended up, you know, learning something. For sure. Oh. Nothing like a last piece would be like, don't get your inspiration from the same field. Like people can like, like people say all the time, like we love you and Chris, like look up to you, which is like an honor. It's great. But right. like, when I look for inspiration, I don't really look to automotive stuff too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I look to car ads. But if you just keep looking up in one direction to, like, the same genre, you're just going to end up, like, mirroring that. Right. And right. you need to get the inspiration from somewhere else. So just, like, go on Vimeo, browse short films, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, man. Bro, I start getting, like, dry. <laughs> she got water. Oh, <laughs> oh no. You know, and, you know, it's, um, oh, my God, like, wind in me. <laughs> <laughs> Take a breath. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, like, there's so much inspiration out there, and it doesn't have to be a direct reflection of what you want to do. Absolutely. Okay. I yeah, love that I, advice. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as, you know, to rebuttal that, I mean, I... For anybody who's watching this or listening to this, if you follow our channel, a couple months ago we did a SEMA video. Mm-hmm. And the after movie that I did for that, it was all I, – I took inspirations from the show 24 okay. and then the movie Casino. Oh, yeah. Casino's great. Yeah. Like that's where I grabbed yeah. my inspiration from exactly. to, to make that video. And everything else was just sort of my feeling about it or my mm. – you know, what I wanted to, to show. Mm-hmm. And like, you're, so you're 100% right on like the not taking from the field – for inspiration because there's plenty of inspiration you can find out there i mean the that sema video has got a really badass intro that's just lights not mm-hmm. a single car in it it's just lights yeah and lastly like if you're in the position to give advice like give it for sure like help mm-hmm. someone learn because I, I that's also another thing you see a lot in like the beginner photography world is like everyone's like secret about their locations yeah. and their camera settings <laughs> and it's like I forget where, like, just blanked down where I was going. Okay, so, like, when I was getting into producing music, what made me realize, like, to be more open about advice is, like, when I got into producing music, I would buy, like, presets from producers for, like, certain sounds. And it's, like, just because I bought the presets, I still can't make music like them. Mm -hmm. You know? Right, right. Like, you have some sounds that they use, but, like, you still don't have their ideas. And, like, your ideas are your greatest tool of how you're going to shape your content. So... That's true. That's, that, uh, that's very, very true. And yeah. like when I realized, I was like, whoa. You know, <laughs> you know it's yeah. just like, oh, there's like too much animosity in the world. So it's just like, don't be a dick. That's awesome. Yeah, I that's, think that's a perfect spot to end too. Yeah, that's wrap a great, it up. Yeah, that's a don't great spot to dick. wrap it up. Yeah, don't be a dick. Help your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick like the people outside the room tapping their wallet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us uh, on this, mm. this first episode of the Fitment Industries podcast. As we said in the beginning of the show, we don't really have a name for this. If if you guys out there listening, if you guys got an idea for a name, uh, hit them up. Yeah, yeah comment hit, below. Hit, comment hit, hit wherever you're listening to this. Comment on the video. Leave us an iTunes review. Leave, yep. us a, hey. leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And if we have access to it, we can probably start reading those. Hell yeah. When reviews start coming in, start reading it. Even fan reviews. I mean, I'd be into that. Yeah, We'd definitely be in that. And big, huge, gigantic thank you for Halcyon, aka Anthony, coming on and talking on our first live stream. Go subscribe to his me. YouTube channel. Absolutely. You said live stream. Oh, podcast. Podcast. 
sorry. No so used to live streaming. Mm-hmm. This podcast stuff's right. new. But yeah, check out Halcyon's YouTube and go subscribe. Just about to hit 200K. Got some crazy dope videos you can watch. Yeah, he's so Thank close. You. Just help the man Super get close. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's right there. He's about to blow right up there. and then act like you don't know nobody. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> just played. Uh, and uh, as always, as every everything that we ever put out, don't forget wheels, tires, suspension, fitmentindustries.com. Oh, and if you're listening to this in March... We got a ESR Forge giveaway going mm-hmm. on with three pieces of apparel. Head on over to Fitment Industries, fitmentindustries.com. Every $5 is an entry. Yeah, every $5 is an yes. entry. I didn't say that before. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Anthony has all the plugs. Yeah, he's got all the plugs. <laughs> all right, thank you guys so much, and uh, we will see you guys later. Peace. Peace. Bye.